Hello, this is Alger Podcast, episode 24. You can get more information about coaching services and other podcasts on my website, which is algercoaching.com. That's A-L-G-E-R, algercoaching.com. Today's topic is connection. I want to talk about workplace connection. Uh, this is a subject that's come up quite a number of times, especially uh, recently, uh, is a lot of different nuances with connection. You know, how how should we connect, how deep to connect, and what, you know, What's what's appropriate um, now? Why why connection? Why should why talk about connection? Leadership is influence, and that is it. It's just influence. No connection, there's no influence. It's really that simple. No connection, and your job is going to be more difficult. But if you get really good at walking the balance of connection, uh, things work a lot smoother. Now, some of the benefits. Uh, connecting with uh, with employees, uh, number one, when you're connected well, they trust you and they'll follow you wherever you go. Um, they'll open up to you about problems rather than just hiding them from you, and it gives you a chance to fix issues early. Right. So if you're if you're connecting with your employees, you get an opportunity to to be made aware of things that might uh, come apart uh, later. You know. Uh, I, years ago, I worked with a guy who, he was, he was known to be, uh, a, a brutal guy, um, very sharp tongued people did not like, uh, didn't really like even talking to him about work related things. And little by little people stopped having conversations with him. They stopped making him aware of things that were going on. And it really shut down. And the problem was, is he was an incredibly knowledgeable person in the industry that we were that we were in, right? But he may as well have not known anything because he couldn't share much because nobody wanted to talk to him because there was no connection, uh, and he was he was a, a, a gruff person. Um, people didn't want to bring uh, negative things to his attention for sure because <laughs> he would he would uh, he would flip out and. It just created an atmosphere of kind of be quiet and do your job, shut up and do your job, kind of kind of thing, right? Uh, because of this lack of connection and the and the 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 way that he um, kind of walked through his his uh, his day, you know. Uh, when you connect with people, they might open up about their own personal issues and, and give you an opportunity to help them. You know, if there's no connection, you don't know when somebody's you know going through something. You don't know when you might need to to make, uh, you know, some, uh, make things a little bit better, a little bit, a little bit easier for somebody while they're going through a tough time. Uh, the other thing with connection is, man, it's a whole lot more fun. It's a whole lot more fun to work in a place where, when people can let their guard down, connect and trust each other, no connection, no trust, no, no connection, trust. There's, there's no leader. You're not leading. Um, when you are deeply connected with people, recruiting becomes easier because everybody knows uh, that it's a great place to work. And it could be internal recruiting. It could be in, a, in your your community as well. Uh, one of the weird goals that I've made at a number of places that I, that I managed was that I wanted to treat people in interviews and um, uh, customers so well and, and, you know, be very, very successful, but also treat people so well that the uh, the people in the community find out that it's a good place to work and that you get people that drop in and apply just because they heard it was a good place to work, right? And what I found was looking through that lens helped me to 
navigate my own behavior. You know, does this add or take away from that goal? Um, and connecting with people helps in so in so many ways um, make life better and and quite frankly easier. It just makes things easier. The level of talent that you'll be able to attract when you connect well with the people that you work with goes through the roof. Uh, like I said, people want to work for a place like that. People want to be at a place that's, that's successful. And when you connect well with your employees, you treat them well, um, and you have a good atmosphere, it, it starts a snowball effect. And, uh, uh, and, and what, what, uh, John uh, Maxwell says is the law of momentum, right? So momentum starts to take over and because people are connected, they become more connected. It just becomes the, the, the norm. Um, and again, you know, like I said, it's a lot more fun to work somewhere where people are connected than somewhere where it's like working in a library and nobody's allowed to talk to each other. Um, I've seen places like, <laughs> like that too. Uh, they're not fun. Um, you know, speaking of which I had a client one time ask me a question and he, he was very clearly, he seemed deeply concerned by this. Uh, he asked if it was necessary to share any of his personal information with uh, with people that, that that work for him. Um, he was pretty concerned that if he shared too much information that people at his company would use that information against him, right? Now, a couple of things going on there that I think are pretty important. First of all, this is a strong indicator of a very, very toxic work culture, right? So when employers and leaders use your personal life information against you to gain in their own careers and it's allowed and it's allowed to go on man this might be a place you want to leave it might not be that might not be a good place to be right so however in a healthy environment yes sharing some of your life with people close to you is helpful people want to know about you they want to understand what makes you tick they want to understand how you think um, otherwise you're going to seem like you're up to something. They won't trust you, especially if they open up to you and you don't reciprocate. If they open up to you and you don't open up a little bit to them, it doesn't have to be a lot. That's not what I'm talking about. If you don't open up to them, then they're left to feel insecure about a one-sided relationship. Um, you know, and if, if I, you know, I've heard about people and leaders just keeping everything about their life, um, quiet, you know, got even marriages, you know, big, big events, marriages, and the birth of children and things like that. And when you find out and people do, you find out, oh, so-and-so had a baby three months ago or got married, you know, six months ago and nobody knew it's just weird. And people feel they want, they don't know where the beginning and end of that is. They don't know how much you're divulging and how much you're holding back. It creates a lot of doubt and, and, and it creates a lot of uh, uncertainty. Um, so yeah, in a healthy environment, sharing some of your life is extremely important. Now, what's it, what is a healthy balance? Well, I mean, obviously opening up, opening up too soon and too deep is off putting. And obviously you don't want to talk about every single personal thing in your life. Some things should just be saved for your, your, your significant other or your spouse. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to you how much you want to, how much you want to connect and how much you want to share with people. But sharing nothing, you know, and, I, and I've heard of people say, you know, I'm, I don't come to work to make friends. I come here to do a, do a job. And that's, very, that's just very sad to me. I don't want to work with people like that. 
because I don't I don't think anybody wants to work with with anybody like that really. If all you're doing is going to work to do a job, you're just a robot that that uh, it, it's just sad, you know. And so conversely, some of the places that I've worked where people were were deeply connected, we were able to get a lot of work done easily, right? It, it, the work felt like it was it became effortless. You start to learn how people tick, strengths and, and weaknesses, um, expectations, and you laugh a lot more. Yeah, you just have a lot more, a lot more fun. And I, I like to have fun when I'm working. I really do. Um, the, so the, the outcome of connecting well with your, with your team is both tangible and, and intangible, right? So the, the, the tangible piece is, is that you got less turnover. You know, when people connect well, you have less turnover. It's easier to recruit. Like I talked about before, um, you save money that, that way. And, and one of the biggest ones to me is when you're connected well and you treat your people really well, man, people, people want to come, they want to stay, they want to hang out for a long, longer periods of time. And the, the relationships that you develop with them are rich and, and deep, uh, you know, and, and it, and it's, it's just so helpful and it saves, you know, a lot, a lot of money. And then again, like I said, it's just fun. You just have a good time. Like you you wake up in the morning and you're looking forward to getting to work to see what everybody's up, uh, up to, um, you know, and, and what the latest things are. And, and, you know, as you're working, you're, you know, you're having, uh, uh, having fun talking to people, you know? So what are some ways to connect with employees? I got, I got quite a few. N- number one, some of the, of, of some of the ways to connect with people is just to care. You got to care. If you don't care, you're never going to connect with them. If you don't care, um, people are going to become very aware of that and they'll stay away from you. Right. You can't really fake that, you know, but when you do care about people, it covers a lot of your, your mistakes. If you care a lot about people and they know that you care, when you make mistakes, they're going to overlook those things. Right. Um, you know, and, and also there's, there's no substitute to just spending time with people in small ways. Right. So to connect with people well, it's not just one answer. It's not just one thing. It's doing a bunch of little things right. So connecting with the with uh, with them in small ways, like do doing life with them in small ways. So as one example, one of the things that that I always like to do, and especially in the morning, is to just drink a cup of coffee with the 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 employees as they're coming in. Um, the work that I did was a service industry, and people came at different times. And often would come in, have a cup of coffee. I made sure that I was available as they're coming and going to talk about as much or as little as they wanted to talk about. During those times, what I found was I got to connect with with people. I got to find out, you know, what their families are up to, what their kids are up to, what's going on with that. But in addition, they would often bring up things like, oh, you know, I'm struggling with this part of my job. Can you, you know, what do you think, you know, or they would ask a, a small group of people those questions. And so there was this, this sort of organic training that happened on a regular basis, just spending a few minutes in the morning having coffee, right? And that's just, you know, doing life with people, right? So you're not, you're not uh, creating big events. You're not having to do, you know, these massive, uh, you know, big picnics or things. Those are all great things too, but they're not better than just being with people each, each day. Or, the, or a good portion of, of the week. Um, there's a reason that 
churches started going to a small group model because they the, the, because of the value of connection. And so some of the biggest churches out there right now have really strong small groups. And what I mean by that, if you're not familiar with it, is they break up the church into, you know, four or five couples and depending on, you know, I mean, if they're, if, if they're married and then they're single groups and different things like that, and they're roughly, you know, the same age and they spend one night a, a week doing life together and get to know each other. And that creates a deep connection that then spreads throughout, throughout and it works for, you know, really well. Um, so just doing life with people, um, next is, is be transparent. If people have to guess your actions all the time, they will slowly start doubting your motives. I'm going to say that again. If people start, uh, or if they have to guess your actions all the time, they're going to slowly start doubting your motives. If you're not, if you're not transparent, right? Oh, well, how can I be transparent? I'm in management. Hey, look, I get it. There's some things that you can't talk about. There's some things that, um, you know, that you gotta, you gotta stay, that have to stay, uh, uh, on an as, uh, needed basis. But as much as possible, be transparent in your motives so that people come to expect and understand how you operate. It's not a big shock. Um, next, how do you respond to bad news, right? If somebody comes to you with bad news, are you emotionally unstable, right? So do you, do you freak out when somebody says, oh, you know, this thing ha- I mean, are you, because the problem with that is, is that when, when somebody brings bad news to you and you freak out, now they have two problems to deal with. So the initial problem and your emotions, right? And so if you continually put other people in charge of your emotions and put other people in that type of a, 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 of a a negative situation, guess what? They're going to start withdrawing from you. They're not going to want to tell you bad news. Then you're more likely to get blindsided with bad news rather than find out about it early when you can, you know, address it in a, in a more timely manner, right? Are you understanding when they have personal problems or does the work come first? You know, that's in uh, most lists of what most people want in a job where people vote, you know, what is most important to them understanding, the understanding of personal problems is almost always in the top 10 list, if not in the top five, right? So when somebody's going through an issue and you understand and you're giving and you make, uh, make it so that they're, they're able to, you know, I, I had a, a good example at one point, my, uh, my father was really sick and in the, in the hospital and the person that I, that I worked for at the time allowed me to take off anything, any time that I wanted. He didn't, he just, whatever you want, take it. Just, you know, take care of your family. He made it very clear that family came first. And I never forgot that. To this day, um, that, that leader, I consider a mentor of mine. That leader is one that, um, that I, I, I really appreciate. Uh, because I didn't have to worry about attendance for a period of time that was really difficult uh, in my in my family. And, you know, as a leader, I took that on. Whenever somebody was going through a struggle like that, I made sure and did what I could for them all the time, uh, as much as possible, so that um, so they could get there. Because at the end of the day, we don't work to live. We, or rather, we don't live to work. We work to live, Right. We work so that we can have families. We work so that we can take care of our, our loved ones, not the other way around, right? And so that's what everybody thinks and feels. If you're any different than that, 
you're out of line. You're out of order. The work doesn't come first. The families come first. And when we get that right, when we understand that, then, um, then, you know, it's another layer of connection and another layer of creating that environment that's fun to work in and that, that starts attracting people without you even trying. Um, you know, next on the list, you know, give them tools they need to be successful. Invest in people. Invest in people. Now, I'll tell you right now, if you invest in people, some of them are going to leave you. It's going to happen. One of the first times that I heavily invested in employees, I put together a leadership growth course. Uh, and I actually had some people that were extremely concerned that I was educating people to, to leave. And, I, and quite frankly, I was. So your options are that they stay uneducated or you educate everybody and some of them move on. And I'm okay with that. I'm very much okay with that. Um, when you give people the tools they need to be successful, sometimes they'll be successful in your organization. Sometimes they'll move on. Um, anyway, I did this leadership course and after doing the course a few months, one of the people that, that was in the class came up to me one day and he said, Brian, I gotta, I gotta talk to you, man. And he had tears in his eyes. He said, I have always wanted to be a highway patrol officer but I never had the confidence to pursue it until I went through your course. And so I did, and they accepted me, and I have to give my notice. And he's crying at this time. And he goes, I feel so bad because you're the one that helped me get here. And I feel like, I feel like I'm letting you down. <laughs> you know. And I said, absolutely not. I get it. I understand that that's going to happen. I understand that some, sometimes people's interests change. Sometimes when you, when you, um, when people grow, things are, are, are opened up to them. Their eyes are opened up in a way that they hadn't been previously. And so investing in people, you know, has tremendous value because this guy, even though he, he stopped working for me, he probably looks back at that as a pivotal time in his life, right? Now, there's many others who were in that course and, and lots of the other uh, mastermind courses that I, that I put together who stick with their, their organizations and become much better employees in their organization. And, and frankly, I would, I would argue that, you know, if you've got a, 50 people in your organization and you educate every one of them and one or two of them leave, the amount of growth that you can gain with the remainder will make up for the loss by a long shot, maybe tenfold, maybe a hundredfold as everybody grows, depending on how well you're connected because that's the other thing is when people connect well, they share ideas, they become more creative. Um, it, a whole new world opens up if you, if you haven't uh, been a part of that. On the list next, be a good listener. Listen well and ask good questions about them and remember the answers. When somebody comes to you, uh, you know, telling you a story about things that, that are exciting and important to them, um, listen, be attentive, you know, ask the good questions. Uh, remember the 70-30 rule when communicating. Talk 30% of the time, listen 70% of the time. I'll tell you, that's been, <laughs> that one is often a struggle for me. Um, it's often a struggle. I, I, I'm at a, at a point in my life where I am learning the value of good questions and learning how much better communication is when I ask good questions, when I'm listening instead of in a hurry to, to speak first. Um, you know, the 70-30 rule is a great one to think about. And as you're navigating through conversations, especially if you've ever been told that you, that you talk too much, you know, 
Um, Stephen Covey said in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. When you have that mindset, it's easier to ask the questions. It's easier to sit and listen and try to understand than after you understand putting out there, you know, what you want other people to understand is actually heard better because people won't hear you unless they know they've been heard. People will not hear you unless they know they've been heard. So if you seek first to understand and then to be understood, it actually is a much better communication tool. So it connects people. It makes the other person feel respected, but then it also is a more efficient uh, way to communicate, right? Uh, make it about them and not you, right? Leaders should put others before themselves. If they don't, something is wrong. Make it about them and not you. Make the, you know, leadership should be about employees. It should be about other people. The higher up you go, the more it should be about others. If you put yourself first, if you put yourself ahead of people, then eventually good people aren't going to want to hire you, right? Uh, but when you think about what is best for, for the group, what's best for the individual, um, you develop trust, you develop connection and the, the long-term payback of that is strong. It's very strong, right? Um, the last one I want to talk about, I'll say it like this, the absence of understanding others is the presence of using ourself as a base to judge them, right? So the absence of understanding others is the presence of using ourselves as a base to, to, to judge them. Um, DISC personality assessments are a great way to connect quickly, right? One of the things that I learned in the, 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 while doing the DISC assessment myself is, um, my personality type makes up like three or 4% of the population, like very small, very small amount. So if I, if I'm judging other people using myself as a base, that means I can be wrong like 96% of the time. Right. So it, it makes sense to get to know people a little bit, right. To spend a little bit of time understanding what makes other, other people tick, right. Cause people are all different, right. We're all different, but here's what I learned. We're predictably different. We are very predictably different based on, uh, on different nuances. And so some of the things I learned with, uh, while becoming a disc consultant is, do you know th that your dominant or do you know what your dominant fear is? Sounds kind of strange, right? Your dominant fear. Most of us don't even think about it, but I'll give you a hint. It's a major part of your decision-making process. It's a major part of it. And it might be, it, it is definitely worth knowing. Um, no doubt you know how you prefer to communicate, but do you know how others prefer to be communicated to? There's differences. Again, people are different. Some, some ways I want, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, what, I, what I learned is I'm a highly task-oriented driven person, right? Meaning I can get a lot of stuff done. When I'm ready, I will move fast and aggressively uh, and my conversations can be that way too. And surprisingly, not everybody likes that. <laughs> um, in fact, about 80% of the population w does not like 
a uh, a conversation that way. They 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 want uh, to avoid any kind of anything that that resembles confrontation. Right? These are things that I that I learn and 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 teach with the with the DISC uh, uh, personality assessments. Right? Uh, some people like to to work alone. Others like to tell people what to do, while others are worried about speaking up because they don't want to create chaos and. Still, others want a you know a fun environment to work in. We aren't the same. We are different. We are predictably different. Um, you know, we can be categorized to to a large degree. Um, you know, it, it, and if you'd like to get uh, you know get to know more about DISC, I highly recommend it. Um, it's one of the most powerful tools that I've come across to uncover and start getting to know and build connection with your with your team. Um, so. To help get you on your way to understanding this, uh, mention that you heard this uh, on this podcast and, and you can receive half off of the DISC assessment and debriefing uh, through the end of uh, February 24. So it, and it comes with 30 pages of information uh, plus a virtual meeting to cover some of the key points. So it's a, it's a $250 value for $125. Give me a call and you can book book your appointment. You can call me at 530-789-0326. Uh, that's 530-789-0326. Or you can get my contact information on my website, which is algercoaching.com. That's A-L-G-E-R, algercoaching.com. Now, remember the absence of understanding is the presence of using ourselves as a base to judge others, right? So understanding yourself and others is key to connecting with them. It's key to connecting with them, right? Um, it's very, very important, you know. And so to kind of, you know, to kind of sum up, connection often is the difference between feeling really secure and confident and and uh, grounded in your job. Conversely, the lack of connection, people often feel empty and hollow and uncertain. Uh, it makes a massive, major difference in the quality of people's lives. And it makes a massive difference in the quality uh, of, of turnover and and and, uh, and the negatives that come with that. So, um, one last thing before the end of this uh, episode, uh, I'm excited to announce that on our on the next episode of Alger Podcast, I'm going to have two previous guests, two guests that have been on the podcast before, Chris Drake and Tiffany Holland, and we're going to talk more about the advantages of personal growth and their journey through understanding themselves and others through their DISC ass assessments. It, there's major gains in this. And so I hope you tune in to, uh, to the next episode. And thank you so much for listening to uh, Alger Podcast. Again, you can get more information in future podcasts at algercoaching.com. That's A-L-G-E-R, algercoaching.com. <laughs>